0: Life Audio. Teach Us to Pray is brought to you by Life Audio and is a part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. If there is one thing that impresses Jesus, it is your faith. If there is one thing that frustrates him, it's unbelief. Faith activates our prayers, but doubt blocks God's power from moving in our lives. So what are we to do then when doubt interrupts our prayers? In today's episode, learn four common doubts we all face when we approach God in prayer and how to overcome each one. Welcome back, friend. You are listening to the Teach Us to Pray podcast, where we teach believers practical and real life tips on how to grow your faith and relationship with God through the power of prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast and founder of Beloved Women at belovedwomen.org, where we encourage, equip, and empower women in the love and truth of Jesus Christ. This week in my devotional time, I found myself in Mark chapter 9 reading a story about Jesus healing a boy with an unclean spirit. The boy's father had brought him to Jesus to be healed. And he asked Jesus a question that has stuck with me for a majority of this week. He said, Lord, I do believe, but help my unbelief. So let's back up a little bit and let me share with you what's going on in this particular text. This is Mark chapter 9, verses 14 through 29. And what's going on is the disciples were trying to help this man whose son was demon possessed, and they were unsuccessful. And so then Jesus approaches them trying to figure out what's going on. And the man explains to Jesus, I brought my son to you because he has a spirit that makes him mute. And he explains that this spirit causes him to have seizures and throws him on the ground. He starts to foam at the mouth, grind his teeth. He explains to Jesus that he brought his son to the disciples to cast out this spirit, but they were not able. They were not able. Keep that in mind. Jesus then becomes frustrated. In verse 19, he says, Oh, faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? So Jesus is like, listen, bring the boy to me. And immediately when they brought the boy to Jesus, the spirit I recognizes the power of God here. And the boy starts to convulse. He falls on the ground. He rolls around. He's foaming at the mouth. And so Jesus asked the father, well, how long has he been like this? And how long has this been happening to him? And the father says, from childhood. So this is something that they have been struggling with for a very long time because they're already calling him a boy. And so for them to say from childhood, it means like even younger than that, probably at a very young age or really long time, he's been struggling with this unclean spirit. And so the father explains that this spirit has often cast him into fire and water and has every intention of trying to destroy him. And so this is why you see that the father is desperate to find help for his son. And he says to Jesus in verse 22, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. To which Jesus says, if I can, (laughs) As, as a rhetorical question, like, are you serious? Do you know who you're talking to? If? It's not, a, it's not a question of if, because Jesus can. And he explains, he says, all things are possible for one who believes. Well, the father immediately responds and says, I believe. Help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. So we learn here, we see as evidence in this particular story that Jesus, as I shared in the introduction of this episode, is moved by our faith. God, our our faith, our belief unlocks the power of God in our lives, which means doubt and unbelief could potentially be blocking us from experiencing that power in a number of ways. And as I shared with you, the Father's statement, I believe, helped my unbelief, really stood stuck. Stood- stayed with me this week, mainly because there's a contrast here. How can you both believe but also need help with your unbelief at the same time? And I think that the answer, we've, we we find the answer to that is and when Jesus says all things are possible for one who believes. So all things, the possibility of all things are available, but we might not believe all those things. We might believe that God can do some things, but not all things. He might be able to do a little things or a majority of things, but not all things. And so we can have a certain level of belief, but there is unbelief still there when we don't believe all things are possible. I hope that makes sense. So when we look throughout the scriptures, we can see evidence of this as well, where Jesus will compare someone's faith to being great or little. He will say to one person, oh, how, how, what great faith? You know, I have not seen such great faith as this. Um, but then we can also see him say, what little faith? Or why is your faith so little? And so we can see that there are levels to our belief. The Bible tells us that we should be adding to our faith. So faith is something that grows. It's it's just like a muscle that needs to be exercised and grown. And so Jesus uh, wants us to be mature in our faith so that we can truly experience that all things are possible for those who believe when we get to a point where we believe all things. And now this is easier said than done. It's under it's easy to understand that concept. It's harder to actually live it out. And so today I want to share with you four doubts that cost that commonly cause us to have unbelief when Jesus says all things are possible. The first is that we can sometimes doubt God's authority. Does he have power over this? And in the text for today in Mark 9, we see that when the boy was brought to Jesus, immediately the unclean spirit started to convulse and roll around on the ground. And I read a commentary that was explaining that potentially this happened because the spirit recognized the power of Jesus. He knew that his time in this boy was limited. He knew that in the power of, in the presence of Jesus, he wasn't going to be able to have power over this boy for much longer. So he's just like, I'm just going to give it my all one last try to take this boy out uh, because that was his ultimate goal because I I don't have a chance. I I don't have a chance. And in this, we see that Jesus legitimately has all power. The Bible tells us that Jesus is at the right hand of God. All power and authority in heaven and earth has been given to Jesus. So he has the authority to do what it is that you are asking him to do in prayer. There is nobody higher than him in authority in heaven and or, or earth. And so what that means is that he can do whatever he wants. He he has no limitations. We don't have to worry about what someone else is going to do or what they're not going to do, what this person said or what they didn't say We don't have to worry about somebody trying to block our blessings. When you are going to God in prayer, you are going to the direct line of authority to do something about it. So, for example, if I go to my child's teacher and I have an issue, she might be limited to respond to me based on the authority that is over her. She might say, hey, I know you're asking me for this thing, but I don't have the authority to do it. You're going to have to talk to my boss. You're going to have to talk to the assistant principal. You're going to have to talk to the principal, right? And so when you have levels of authority like that, there can be limitations. But when you're at the top, there are no limitations. There's nothing that you can't do. There's nobody to tell you that you can't do it. And so this is the type of authority that Jesus has. We don't have to doubt his authority. Next, we don't have to doubt God's reach. When... The man brings his son to Jesus and Jesus sees him in one of his fits and sees what this boy has been experiencing for a majority of his life. Jesus asks, how long has this been happening? And the man says, from childhood. So this is something that has been going on for a really long time. And I think this is probably one of the reasons why the man said, well, Well, if you can do anything about it, you know, if like, I don't know, there's doubt there because sometimes when we've been struggling with something for so long, doubt most definitely starts to grow. When we don't know life any other way, yeah, we doubt if things will, can, or ever change because that's the way it's always been. Our minds are programmed to think if it's always been this way. It always will be this way. But we serve a God who is able to, as the Bible tells us, bring up springs in the wasteland. He's able to do a new thing. We don't have to doubt God's reach. It doesn't matter how far back in history this has been a struggle for us or our family. God can go back. He can reach as far as he needs to. It doesn't matter how deep we've dug a hole of sin and destruction in our lives. God can reach there too. It doesn't matter how long it's been going on. God can reach there too. Again, he has no limitation. In the U.S. government, there's something that's a statute of limitations. And that means that there's a certain amount of time where something can actually be brought, a lawsuit can be brought for legal actions before it's considered too old to be litigated. Meaning if someone does an injustice to you, you have a certain amount of time to bring it to courts before that complaint can actually be heard, right? If you wait longer than that, then what happens is it can be thrown out. It's been too long, right? God does not have a statute of limitations. He himself is eternal. What seems like a hundred years to us is like a second to him, right? And so we have to keep that in mind. When we are praying to God, especially about something that we've been waiting for for a really long time, it doesn't matter how long it's been, God can reach there too. The third doubt that we can let go of is God's ability. We do not have to doubt God's ability. Jesus himself said, All things are possible. He said it again in another part of the scripture where he says, With God, He says, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. He says that same statement again, that when we believe all things are possible, when with God, all things are possible, even especially when they're not possible for man. And so we know that this father is probably struggling with doubt because he's already brought his son to the disciples and they were unable to to deliver him. Can you imagine how discouraging that must be to see the disciples healing all these other people, right? And so you're like, oh, that, that's what they do. They heal. Let me take my son. And then your son is one of the few cases where the disciples can't deliver him. That's discouraging. That, that's where doubt can certainly grow. I think that's the, the hurt that we hear in his question to Jesus. When he says, you know, if you can do anything (laughs) and Jesus says, if I can do everything (laughs) can I do anything, I can do everything. He says, if you can do anything. Right. So we see his small level of faith there. Like, I think you can do something. You know, can you do that? And Jesus is like, I can do everything. You want a complete healing? Because I can do that. Sometimes our doubt causes us to pray small prayers. And we're saying, Jesus, I'll just take this just a little bit. I'll just take the little bit that I can. And he's saying, do you know who I am? Why are you praying small prayers to a big God? Why are you doing that? All things are possible. I am able to do all things. The Bible tells us that God is not like man. What your pastor can't do, what your doctor can't do, what your spouse can't do, what your friend, your child, your parent can't do, God can do it. With man, it may be impossible. It probably is. But with God, all things are possible. When we pray, we must remember who we're praying to. We don't have to doubt his ability because he can do all things. Finally, we don't have to doubt his will. I think that when you've been walking with God for a while, you realize that you don't need to doubt. You don't need to doubt God's ability. You understand his authority. You understand his reach. You don't have to doubt his reach. You know that he can do all things. But where even the most seasoned Christians will struggle and stumble is to doubt his will because we know God can do it, but we doubt if he will. We doubt if he will. And this is where I think that we see a glimpse of the father's faith where he says, listen, I I do believe there's a part that I don't help me with my unbelief. This is where we pray for our hearts. We pray for hearts that believe. It's not our words that move God. It's the condition of our hearts. It's the faith and the belief that's in our hearts. And we can pray for the condition of our hearts. We can say, God created me a clean heart. God, please help me with my unbelief. But one thing that we have to understand when it comes to doubting God's will is it's more of a struggle when we're not sure if our will aligns with God's will. We know that God's will will be done. (laughs) The question is, do do we want, is our will in alignment with God's will? Jesus, when he instructs us how to pray during the Lord's prayer, he says, your will be done, talking to the Father on earth as it is in heaven. He's praying for God's will. He's not saying, this is my will, make it happen, right? And I think that is where a lot of our doubt comes in. When we're just presenting only to God, boom, this is my will, make it happen. Yeah, doubt's gonna come in because you don't you don't know. Is your will in alignment with God? If it is, then you should have all the faith in the world. But if it's not, that's when we need to be praying for our hearts, that we would be in alignment with God. In the Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus is about to be crucified, Jesus prays to the Father that this cup will be taken from him. But he says, nevertheless, your will be done not mine. We will have seasons, times, where our will may not align with God's, where what we're praying to God for seems like that is not his will. He is moving in a different direction, but that doesn't mean we have to doubt his will. When we know his heart, when we know that all things are working together for our good and his glory, even when it seems like we're off We can trust that his will is best. That's not easy. But I love the fact that even that is something that we can pray about. And at the same time, I understand that we won't always understand God's will. On this side of eternity, we might not always get a clear answer as to why God willed something to happen, especially if it's devastating and heartbreaking. But we can know the character of the God that we pray to. We know that he's loving. We know that he's kind. We know that he doesn't take our pain lightly. He would not have his child go through anything, any suffering, if he didn't have a really good reason for it. Even if we don't know what that reason is, our hearts can trust his. And when we do, doubt goes away and belief and faith prevail. It is my hope that today's episode has provided you with insightful and helpful tips on how you can pray. As a gift to you, be sure to download my free five-day prayer guide and take my prayer personality quiz to learn how you best hear and connect with God. You may find all links in today's show notes. We have so much more to talk about when it comes to prayer, so I hope that if you are encouraged by today's episode, you'll share it with a friend and subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes of the Teach Us to Pray podcast where we will continue to learn how just like breathing, prayer can become a natural, consistent, and life-giving part of our everyday lives. Until then, be sure to connect with me at belovedwomen.org or join me on the Beloved Women app for unlimited videos to learn God's Word, encourage your soul, and grow your faith. Available now in the Apple and Google Play stores. Thanks so much for taking time to listen today. God bless you, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Teach Us to Pray is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. The love of God is immeasurable. It's unchanging. It's indescribable.